Welcome to another episode of the Home Centric Podcast. Today, I would like to talk about goal setting and habits and mindset. It's springtime. Well, it's almost springtime. And with the change in seasons comes a renewed spirit. So let's talk about that today, shall we? First thing I want to tackle is mindset because mindset is everything. If you are a naturally optimistic person, chances are embracing life is not entirely difficult for you. You may look at things optimistically and with opportunity, and that's just how you naturally are. And for some people who are a little bit more logical or a little bit more um, A, B, C to get to, you know, D, it might be a little bit more of a challenge. But with mindset, mindset is everything. It's okay to ask the what ifs, but the what ifs should not hold you back. The first step is the hardest step. So if your mindset is in the right place, you're looking for joy, you're looking for opportunity to grow, you see it as a positive step in the right direction, that is what you need. And that's where you need to be. After mindset, it's really important to focus on your why. You W-H-Y. Why do you want to set these goals? Why are you wanting to move forward and do this thing? For me, my goal has always been to grow out a homestead. I looked at every possible reason that homesteading would not work where we are. We're in the woods. Our topography of our land is not exactly right. I have no experience with chickens or growing, yada, yada, yada. A million reasons why not to. But once I said that that's something I want to do and grow... I started very small. I started with chickens. And before I got the chickens, I had a book. And even after I got the chickens, I still was learning. I'm still constantly learning. And I look at those learning opportunities as just that, opportunities and gifts to further understand and deepen what it is I'm trying to accomplish. If I were to say, okay, I'm ready. I'm going to get chickens. I'm going to get goats. I'm going to get a cow and have a huge garden. The failure rate of taking on all those things would be probably detrimental to the point where I would just want to like forget all of it. And for my die hard, all or nothing people, I see you. (laughs) I am one of you. But I'm slowly reforming to taking those incremental baby steps. So mindset, just accepting that that is something I want to do. And then looking at little ways to get myself closer to that goal. If my overarching goal to become a homesteader was I just need more money, whoa, that's going to be really difficult, if that makes sense. 
because then I might not be focusing on the right things. I might be focusing on an X amount of dollars in order to purchase the barn and the things that I need. And I'm missing out on opportunities to learn in a small space, if you will. Miss out on an opportunity to use recycled yogurt cups to grow a tomato plant and learn about plant starts. Or missing out on an opportunity to start a patio garden because I have in my head that I just need you know, a garden bed and dedicated beds or miss out on an opportunity to start with spring chickens because, you know, I feel like I have to have 50 all at one time. So knowing your goal is really important and breaking it down into sizable steps is the best way to set yourself up for success. Another piece of the puzzle is motivation. What is my motivation? Do I want to do this thing? And I'm going to use homesteading as an example, as a visual. Do I want to mo- to homestead because I just want to have the appearance of, look at me, I'm a farmer lady and I have chickens and I'm really cool? Or is my motivation deeper? Like, what is my why truly? And I'm going to share that with you. My why for wanting to homestead is to give my sons some knowledge and experience that I didn't have and I wish I had. I did not come from a farming family or community. I didn't have the experience of growing up on a farm or even have grandparents that I could visit during the summers and learn how to do these things. We are completely learning from scratch. And this way of life, this lifestyle has so many positives. It has the positives of getting in a daily routine, responsibility of taking care of animals, learning how to, you know, take care of animals well, how to respect an animal. You get to talk about the life and death cycle because some of these animals you raise are going to be food. And it's just a beautiful picture of fostering opportunity and it costs nothing other than time it's something that you can't buy it's experience that you just have to go through and so for me it's really important that my sons grow up in this way now what they do with it when they grow up that is totally on them but I can be happy that we chose this lifestyle for our family And as you can see, that's just a little bit deeper than just, you know, oh, well, I just want to blog and like share all my knowledge and it be very self-centered. I don't want it to be self-centered. I do enjoy sharing our experience to encourage others to look into see how they can homestead where they are. But at its very basic core of my goal of homesteading, our family's goal of homesteading, it's just to bring an awareness of the simplicity of life in sustenance farming, raising your own food, taking pride in growing things and taking pride in the work that we do with our hands. And I think that's really important. So even with the goal of homesteading, it's also sharing life and knowledge. It's love. It's a way of nurturing. It's a way of growing fruits of the spirit which is really important to us 
you know, showing kindness to each other as family and having to problem solve. For instance, the water trough had frozen over and my three-year-old said, mom, the goats can't get their water. And I said, what should we do? And he said, I need something to hack the ice. And that is a very practical way of him doing deductive reasoning, him kind of taking ownership and feeling proud that he came up with that idea on his own. And he, even if that wasn't something that he just came up on his own, I'm sure he has seen me do that a time or two. But it's a way of instilling values and perspective in getting him to think critically and on his own at a very young age in something as simple as breaking the ice so that way the goats can get their water. And then there are the caveats. There are the little thorns in our side, if you will, that make us want to throw in the towel. First instance I can think of the top of my head is when we got our chickens and one by one a hawk plucked them up and had himself a little snack. That was a hard learning experience because I had time, energy, and a little bit of money invested in these chickens and here they were becoming a free snack for a predator. Now that is nature. Nature is always willing to give you a lesson in whatever it is you need a lesson in. (laughs) And part of it was an opportunity to be humble and show some humility because I was feeling pretty proud that we hadn't lost any chickens at that point in time, up until that point in time. And here is this hawk that I have zero control over that is completely wild and is literally teaching me that I have no control over anything. Humbling experience. So then I could either look at that and be mad at the hawk that it's doing that thing and blame it for the detriment to my flock that it has brought, my chicken flock. Or I can flip it on its head and say, okay, I'm going to have to pivot, if you will. I'm going to have to readjust what I had in my mind and look for another plan that's going to work. And if it doesn't work, we're going to have to keep going. So you need a little bit of grit. You need a little bit of that why to keep you motivated, to keep that goal in your mind, in your head. When the going gets tough, you still need that I'm going to keep going because this is, this is it. This is the thing I'm supposed to be doing. And if you're wondering, an easy trick for this is to leave your chickens up in their coop for several days. Eventually, hopefully, the hawk will forget about the chickens being in that location and will have moved on to look for a different source of food. But there are other factors. If the hawk lives in your area, then he's going to be back and you're going to have to come up with something else. Thankfully for us, after leaving them in the coop for a week, it was really nasty. (laughs) We had to clean it out, but the hawk forgot about our chickens and they were able to be free range again. Some of you may not have to worry about that whatsoever because you have a more controlled environment. Maybe you have a run or you have, um, 
netting, predatory bird netting or whatever over your chickens so they can roam freely. Um, And that applies to anything. Obviously, I'm using, again, just homesteading as an example. Something else that is really important with motivation and goals and mindset is to never stop learning. You never arrive at that goal, right? Like you're constantly reaching it, trying to attain it. And in that journey, you've already met your goal, if that makes sense. So while I am practicing and wanting to build out a homestead, we are already a homestead. We are just fine tuning it and making it better to suit our needs. And we are constantly adjusting to better accommodate what it is the homesteading is for us. And hopefully we're getting better at our craft. We are, you know, feeling like we can take on another aspect of whatever that goal is of homesteading. For instance, this year we are potentially going to be crazy people. And if you guys want to follow along, definitely sign up for my email list on thehopewellhomestead.com. Follow me on Instagram so you can see how this goes down. (laughs) It may be learned from our mistakes, right? We're all about learning here. But we are getting meat birds. I've previously had the experience of butchering and processing with our neighbor who has done meat birds for several years now. And after research and obviously getting the husband on board, because that is a very important aspect (laughs) and part of making my goal more attainable, is we all have to be in agreement. We all have to be ready. And I have to be patient when, for when he is ready. But that time has arrived. Here we are. Next month in March, we're getting meat birds. We are going to have to be very intent and purposeful with them. They're going, they're not just going to be layer hens. Like we are wanting to make them eat well. We are going to make sure that they are protected from the elements in a way that our other chickens don't typically have to worry about it. Um, And I'll share more on that in another episode. (laughs) But here we are, like we're fine tuning our homesteading. We are already at our goal, but we're still learning. We're um, putting in a perennial garden with asparagus and strawberries. Whereas if I had done that in the beginning, I would have lost my mind. I would not have known what I'm doing, but I feel a little bit more prepared and equipped after having several successful and failed garden attempts, if that makes sense. So knowing that you will never arrive, but constantly striving to reach that goal and implementing things that are going to make you better at that goal, constantly learning, constantly looking at these failures as gifts and opportunities to grow. Again, goes back to mindset, knowing that what you are doing is a good thing and maybe you get into it and you're like, whoa, we have got to readjust. I am no longer interested in this. What is my new goal? A business example. I want the Hopewell Homestead to be a learning resource, but I want it to be a resource of realism, sharing the pros and the cons and failures and wins, being totally transparent across the boards. That is a goal I have for the Hopewell Homestead. With that goal, 
there has been the underlying aspect of making it sustainable. So making it monetized in a way that I can, you know, keep up with the time and energy and the resources that I use and are needed to grow the Hopewell Homestead in this way. And right now, being totally transparent with you all, I'm not making anything. (laughs) I'm sharing out of the goodness of my heart and I'm not looking for accolades or like, man, good for you. That's not what I'm looking for. I'm not also looking for a handout, but I am telling you that sometimes our goals aren't going to be rewarded right away. And that's obviously this education, this platform is very rewarding for me because I I love teaching. I enjoy um, being a voice of realism and not, you know, completely fluffing everything up. I mean, there is a time and a place and some of that fluffiness gets us inspired. I'm not saying that there's anything wrong with that, but that's not what my goal is for the Hopewell Homestead. And so while my goal initially for the Hopewell Homestead would have been, oh, let's, you know, let's get rich. Let's figure out how to work from home and make money and, you know, do what some of those influencers promote of, you know, traveling the world and, you know, working from their computer. That would be kind of nice, except for um, I really like being at home and I really like being at our homestead. And again, different goals for different people. And if that's your goal, I am not poking fun at you at all. That's just not mine. And that's okay because we're all different. But sometimes part of the goal is looking at the vehicle to make that goal attainable. And we are not wealthy. We are not independently wealthy. We did not come into money. My husband has a very great job and we are so blessed with it. But we also are so frugal. Our non-negotiables are really good food and not just like taste good food, but like quality nutritional food like grass-fed beef, organic fruits and vegetables, local, sustainably grown. That is our jam. Like that is our non-negotiable and that is something that is very valuable to us um, as well as supplements. Like that is something else that is very non-negotiable. Um, you know, that, that those are our important things in life. Don't really care about the cars we drive, um, although they are newer within the last 10 years and they get the job done. And thankfully my husband knows how to work on things that saves us a lot of money. Um, but we, I guess what I'm trying to say is like, what do we place importance on? And are those things something that we can sacrifice temporarily in order to make our goal attainable? And one example would be before I had kids, before I even decided you know, my husband and I talked about, you know, homesteading. I wanted to look a certain way. There's nothing wrong with taking care of yourself. So don't hear me say that vanity is like awful. Um, I think it's a lot of a heart issue, like, you know, not a physical heart problem, (laughs) but you know, what, why are you trying to look this way? Okay. So for instance, I had to be very professional in my career that I had at the time before I had children. And I had a monthly appointment to get my eyebrows done to be waxed. And I had 
every three months a haircut appointment that was not cheap like at all and I also enjoyed quarterly pedicures there's nothing wrong with these things okay I I would say that where they can get you into trouble and where they maybe are not a good responsible choice is if you are in debt and they are attributing to your debt so don't don't hear me out on that. (laughs) Okay. But those things, if they were still a priority to me right now would put us in a pinch in a financial spot, if you will. Um, and they would not help me siphon money towards the things that are important to us, such as our food and our supplements and our responsibilities, such as paying our mortgage. We are so close within the next, hopefully decade of paying our home off and that is very exciting and that really keeps us motivated and focused um some people place importance on their um outward appearance and again like this is just something that i've shifted personally so i can speak to you know having the certain look of clothing for my job which was like semi-requirement but i could have looked at um you know, thrift stores. Like that's something I do now. I haven't bought a piece of clothing. I don't think since, oh, okay. I did buy clothing in December because I found a really good deal on a dress that I've been wanting. Um, but typically I don't buy new clothes except for undergarments. You should, I don't know about those being used. Um, but that's another example is like, you know, where can I cut corners to bring in or siphon or redirect my resources in a way that can help me reach my goal. So when it came to the Hopewell Homestead, I had to, you know, set aside a chunk of change for web hosting and set aside some change for, um, you know, just general maintenance of these things. Um, Taking care of my camera, maybe getting a new memory card, you know, things that are costly to get me to this goal of, you know, bringing in an income and making the Hopewell Homestead, you know, an educational source. Um, And so it's really important to look for ways to make things happen and look for them within your means. So I'm not saying like take on five extra jobs so that way you can make this thing happen or even go into debt. Um, The Hopewell Homestead has been a thing that I've done on the cheap very affordably. And, um, I don't pride myself on that. I'm just sharing that some of these things you can get very affordably, affordably. You just need to be creative and something that can help you be creative in that way is to look at other people who are where you want to be. So if you are like me looking at the Elliott homestead, uh, Shay Elliott's homestead, I think is just beautiful. And I love her garden. And I also love that she has shared from the very get go when they got their homestead. So I know that what she's doing is very attainable. Um, she is an inspiration, but I could also look at her homestead and be envious and think of ways to get everything that I am inspired from her um, and go into debt, you know, and pay a landscaper to get me all the beautiful plants that she has and buy the dairy cow that I am so not ready for, um, for many reasons, 
<laughs> and um, also look at her success as like, I will never have that. Um, and that's not, that is a mindset thing. That is a heart thing. Like if I, if you are looking at something that way and that's your mindset, you might want to check yourself. I have done that many times and I constantly do that. Um, it's very important to look at inspiration in a joyful way, in a creative way, a curious way, if you will. And it's also important to look at when you are looking at these inspiration pieces or people or whatever it is that you're, you know, looking for resources to realize that these people are way further along and their journey than where you are. So while my little mud hole right now may not look like the cartage garden that I envision that the Elliott Homestead has at the moment, it's okay because I am learning and I am growing and hopefully I'm making choices that are going to benefit us in the long run. And over time, these things build upon themselves. I hope that makes sense. I will also say too that the underlying tone for all of this is mindset. My spiritual health plays a huge part of my mindset in living this way. I feel very called, like it is our God-given calling to homestead and to raise our children up this way and to learn and live close to the land. You know, the Bible was set during a time where a lot of these growing concepts were not foreign. Jesus used parables to reach out to people in their simple language, you know, talking about the sower, you know, planting seeds on this type of soil versus this type of soil. That was something that was so close to these people's minds because that's how they lived daily. They sustenance farmed. They farmed for, um, you know, they were agricultural. They were fishermen. You know, this was not a foreign concept. And in a way, living this way has truly strengthened my faith. Um, Just the awareness that is brought to living so close to nature, as nature, the way that I feel God intended. Um, And that's just my personal conviction. And it has just been a very rewarding, wonderful thing to look for joy, to have this, the, the whole holistic health involvement in the way that we live with mindset and motivation and goal setting. And friend, I just want to encourage you today so badly to look for the joy to have the mindset and the audacity to change. You can change. You can make the change that is necessary to reach whatever goal it is. You know, and for some people, a goal of just paying off their house is their ultimate goal or not live paycheck to paycheck or to travel more or see their family more or be with their family more. Maybe they do want to be from home guys, you can do it. If that is what you are supposed to be doing, it is going to happen. You have just got to be open and willing to make the change. No one is going to do it for you. And that sounds very hateful. I'm not trying to be hateful. I just want to encourage you, friend, go for it. Find a way it can be done.
that's all I have for you today. I am so sorry that it is so long, but I do hope that if there is any takeaway from this is that we all have the ability to change our circumstances, which is such a beautiful thing when we open our minds to opportunity and look at everything as an opportunity versus red flags or stop signs. It's life-giving. It's life-changing. Anyway, I'll just be over on Instagram (laughs) daily, the Hopewell Homestead, and this week will likely just be me sharing my seedling experiment of leaving my seedlings in the oven to germinate. Not a lot going on, friends. I have a blog post on my favorite books that I draw inspiration from um, for knowledge, deeper understanding of growing vegetables. That's up on the blog. And, you know, just, just taking it all in, trying to live the way that I talk, you know? So with that being said, I hope you guys have a wonderful week. I look forward to chatting with you in the next episode.